Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Well, I'm back in the studio. That's why the audio quality is much better. So if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, uh, basically I hinted towards uh, today's topic because today's topic, we, we, we just need to discuss. We need to talk about it. And you know what? Uh, this man has meant so much to me in my short time of being a hockey broadcaster. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? So, yeah. So, if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, basically, I brought Jay Forrester of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets and Locked On NHL, and we basically discussed Ryan Murray. Why was Ryan Murray traded to the New Jersey Devils? Why was he just dumped by the Blue Jackets for essentially nothing? I mean, we're talking about the former second overall pick back in 2012. And, you know, Jay gave us all the perspectives, all the analysis of the Columbus Blue Jackets side of things. And, you know, I told you guys uh, the New Jersey Devils side of things. And like I said, if I've said this once, I've said this a thousand times. I'm not really a huge fan of the trade. I mean, I feel like it could work out, but at the same time, I'm just seeing a little too many risks. For one, you know, Murray just being injury prone and also him only being signed to a one-year deal. And, you know, what if he gets injured, our team is not doing well, and we have to get rid of him because what if we uh, – that's another thing. You know what? I don't think I've ever brought this up. What if he gets injured, our team is doing bad, we need to get rid of him because, you know, he doesn't really want to come back to New Jersey. Um, you know, uh, what happens? Now we can't even break even, I don't think. I, I don't think we could get a fifth round pick for him I think we would have to settle for like an even later round pick so you know that, that that's uh, another thing that you know has me a little worried and a little skeptical but you know uh maybe that's just me being uh pessimistic because like I said I'm not a very lucky person at all so yeah Jay uh thank you for coming on to the show yesterday and just giving uh all the listeners some insight and also uh, yeah, let's talk about today's topic. So today's topic is going to be a little bit sad, let's just say. So uh, yesterday, before I did the recording of the show, uh, I learned that legendary NHL broadcaster, you hear on, on NBC all the time, he's basically a hockey legend. He's never laced up a pair of skates. Mike Doc Emmerich, former Bowling Green University uh, alum has announced his retirement from the NHL after so many years of just being in that booth and entertaining us. And I must say, uh, I don't know if this was a long time coming. I don't know if he uh, foreshadowed it uh, like a year or, or two ago, but I, I must say it, it kind of shocked me because I didn't see it coming. And like I said, if 2020 couldn't get any worse, well, it's gotten worse. Now we're losing a legendary broadcaster in Mike Doc Emmerich. He wasn't really good in uh, any of the Shell video games, but, you know, <laughs> it's a video game. Sometimes you don't have the same amount of hype or enthusiasm as you would in real life because it's not real life. It's just a video game. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I I've taken so much from Doc Emmerich, just, just so much. For one thing, uh, he and my mentor, they went to the same uh, college. They went to the same alma mater, which is... Bowling Green State University. So as some of you may or may not have already been aware, my mentor is Everett Fitzhugh, who's going 
to be the first black NHL play-by-play announcer. He uh, is going to do it for the Seattle Kraken once they hit the ice and I believe, uh, what, 11 months now? Because uh, we're, we're in October and I talked to him back in September. So yeah, he's uh, going to be the first black NHL play-by-play announcer and me being a black uh, hockey announcer. I believe it's just me and him as the only ones in the country doing it for our race. So, you know, there's that. So uh, about a month ago, we did an interview with Ever Fitzhugh, and he also talked about how uh, Doc Emmerich reached out to him and talked to him and gave him all sorts of advice. And even though I've never uh, talked to Mike Emmerich one-on-one, and I probably never will, but, you know, never say never, I've still learned a lot from him and also Ever Fitzhugh and also any other announcer I can, uh, you know, idolize and get my hands on. I just take so much from what they do and how they call the game. Because for Doc Emmerich, he said in an interview that he's never laced up a pair of skates, but he enjoyed the game of hockey. You enjoyed his passion. Uh, he also invented some words and, and some unique words as well to describe a pass in hockey. Because one of the things I learned as a broadcaster is you do not want to be redundant. You don't want to be saying the same thing over and over and over again. So you don't want to say, passes the puck, gives it up, passes the puck. Passes the puck. Passes the puck. You, you know how redundant that can be? Because you know how many passes there are in the sport of hockey? Too many to count. So, you know, just him uh, inventing, like, what, 150-something words in one uh, game, I believe, or one playoff series, where he was just able to just invent different terminology and it still be used to this day and everyone knows what they're talking about. It really inspired me to do the same thing. So, for me, I was just like, you know what? Hockey is just one of those sports where you can be unique and you can really be flamboyant. You can be flexible and just try to find new terminology to invent, uh, to to create something. So for me, uh, well, here's why an inspiration I took from Doc Emmerich. So uh, here's a term I made up. So, you know, in at a hockey rink, there's the north side of the rink and then there's the south side of the rink. So I decided to invent a new term. So like, you know, you, you've heard the phrase coast to coast, taking it to end to end, uh, taking it from the north side to the south side, whatever the case might be i decided to invent a new term uh and it was called taking it from pole to pole so like the north pole to the south pole kind of thing i got some uh praise for it obviously i got some uh detriment for it you know some backlash but at the same time i'm sure doc emmer got some uh backlash too when he first started off doing it like i don't know early on in his career but it worked out for him so that's just the thing i say like if it works for doc emmerich it could work for me Another term I invented was, you know how uh, you like you're in your own zone and you're just passing it around. You're just trying to find an opening. You're just trying to call a play set, things of that nature, or you're just waiting for like a line change and you know you're gonna have to dump it in or something like that. Um, one of the phrases I invented was just patticaking the puck. So um, what what I mean by that is you're just passing it around. You're not really attacking. You're not really going deep into the slot area. You're not really going to the crease area. You're not really doing anything aggressive with a puck. You're just uh, passing it around. So like uh, you know in the in the game patty cake where you're just like patty cake patty cake bakers man. You know you're just going back and forth. You're not really doing anything like uh, it's not climatic. Let's just say that it's not climatic at all. You're just going back and forth and back and forth. And that's sort of the phrase I invented. And also. I'm not sure if you guys uh, read some of the articles I've been featured in. I've talked about them in this show quite a bit. So um, one of the uh, things that I did to help me prepare to become a better broadcaster was just playing the uh, NHL video games. So particularly, I played NHL 19 a lot just to uh, get used to the feel of broadcasting a hockey game because it's a very different perspective versus if you're just watching it at home. Because like I said, if someone is making a broadcast look easy, so like if Doc Emmerich is making a broadcast look easy, 
he's making it look easy. It's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult just to be constantly talking, constantly speaking. So things of that nature is just something you should take away. So when you're hearing Doc Emmerich speak constantly, which is something we'll talk about later in the show, it's just that uh, it, he's making it look easy. It's just fluent for him. Like, you know, he, he, he speaks hockey language. Like he's a thesaurus for the hockey world. So, you know, that that's just amazing right there. So, uh, what was I saying? So when I was playing NHL 19, obviously this was the last year that Doc Emmerich was featured as the play-by-play announcer for the particular video game. So uh, he would say a lot of like uh, cool phrases and facts and things of that nature. So for example, uh, he, he explained the history of the icing call. So like if the puck is iced, he says uh, originally invented in 1931 when the Boston Bruins and the New York Americans would repeatedly blast the puck down the rink just to annoy each other until league officials created the rule saying, hey, you guys, knock it off verbatim verbatim i use that in my broadcast too so like if i'm calling a hockey game for my women's d1 team or any other hockey team at the college i go to then i use that fact like i say first period when there's about 10 minutes gone just so like we're deep into the game because you don't really want to say a fact uh within the first like two minutes or something like that because like i said uh and doc emmerich has also inspired me another way to take notes and we will talk about this later because like i said doc emmerich has inspired me so much just so much than the eye meets and i'm probably gonna have to split this up into two episodes or do another follow-up episode things of that nature so because like i said he's just inspired me so much he's just done so much for the hockey world i know i'm repeating myself which is a big no-no in broadcasting but it's just so true and like i said i'm just uh so stunned that uh, he, he announced his retirement. I wish he would have just done one more farewell season. Like, you know how you see in like, uh, some of these, uh, sports, like, uh, I know, uh, in NASCAR, Jimmy Johnson is doing a farewell tour. Uh, I know in basketball, uh, players like Kobe Bryant, long live the black Mamba rest in peace. Uh, he did a farewell tour. Same with Dwayne Wade. Um, let's see who else did a farewell tour. I think in the MLB, who did a farewell tour? Um, David Ortiz did a farewell tour. Um, you know, things of that nature. When, like, I'm just using sports as an example. When You know, I just wish Doc Emmerich would have just done one more year, you know, where it's maybe not the most normal season, but he'll still get enough games in where he could have just said, farewell, I'm leaving, here's my final game, things of that nature, because you don't know what you're missing until you don't have it. So, uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, the icing uh, rule that he said. So, like, I verbatim say that in my broadcast. Um, let's see, what else does he say? Uh he stopped about 85% of that puck, but unfortunately, it just trickled by him. Verbatim. Use that in my broadcast, too. Like, when, when a goalie seems to have stopped most of the puck and it just goes by, you know, those kind of goals suck. So, um, yeah, that's something I will use in my broadcast as well. And, yeah, just just uh, just taking stuff like that from a very crappy video game that's made by EA Sports and, you know, is featured by a legend broadcaster. And that's just how he inspires me, just doing it in my broadcast too. I might have to play some clips at some point. Not this episode because I'm kind of busy, but uh, it's certainly in a future episode we're going to talk more about that. But uh, first, I need to inform you guys something really important. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, everybody, how much does this relate to you? You just need some sort of energy boost. You just need to break through that wall. You need something great, delicious, but at the same time, very healthy so that way you can go about your day and still look great. Well, I have the thing for you. You've heard about Built Bar. Well, they now have Built Go, but what is Built Go, you might ask? Well, break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in a 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in a briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to go through the day, or consume it when you just need some energy to watch the New Jersey Devils play. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. This stuff is great. I've already had a few, and I'm already bouncing off the walls. I have so much energy right now. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into the system fast, plus it's easy to the stomach. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Now I'm going to give you an offer that you can't refuse. Visit Bilko.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order use the promo code locked for 30 percent off at billgo.com there we go i repeat it so now you have no excuse let's go baby uh mike doc emmerich the only announcer or maybe shaquille o'neal but uh the only announcer as far as i know with a doctrine degree which is why he goes by the nickname doc Actually, I think, uh, like I said, I think Shaquille O'Neal has one. I'm pretty sure there's other announcers who have their doctrine degree. I don't know. He's just the most well-known, let's just say, who, you know, uh, proudly flaunts it, given by his nickname, as I stated. So, uh, we as New Jersey Devils fans, we just need to be uh, forever grateful for what Doc Emmerich has done for our organization personally, because we all know what he's done for the NHL you know, in general, but he was our personal play-by-play uh, -play announcer from 1982 to 1986, and then he had a second tenure from 1993 to 2011, and I, I must say, it's just been a great run for Doc Emmerich. It's just uh, so exciting, and just, uh, just the amount of energy he brings, and he's inspired broadcasters like me. He's inspired broadcasters like my um, my mentor, Everett Fitzhugh. He's just inspired a, a, a whole bunch of people, so... Uh, you know, some of his uh, goal calls for the New Jersey Devils, so like uh, Zach Parisi's uh, first NHL goal, uh, Marty Brodeur breaking the all-time wins record, 
Adam Henrique's overtime uh, game-winning goal that sent New Jersey to the Stanley Cup over the uh, New York Rangers, as we might remember back in uh, about eight years ago, 2012. And, you know, we ended up losing to the Kings. But, you know, that was then. Uh, and like I said, that's a whole discussion for a whole nother time. Remember, I did a crossover with Sarah involving that. But, yeah, he, he's just made a, not a lot of noteworthy calls for the New Jersey Devils. He's been there through thick and thin and Obviously, um, he, he won't really be um, – he's not replaceable, let's just say. I don't care who they're going to replace in the broadcast booth. He's he's irreplaceable, and there's no one going to be like him. There's just no one who's going to be like him. Even if there is someone who's like him, they're just going to be like Doc Emmerich 2.0. So to uh, cap off the show, let's talk about uh, another way Doc Emmerich has inspired me as a broadcaster, and it involves uh, some of the articles that – you know, I've been featured in. So uh, let, 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 let's talk about it. So I don't know if you guys have read most or all of my articles, or if you haven't, uh, I've been featured in a few national news articles involving my career as a broadcaster announcer. And uh, in one of the interviews I did, I stated that I locked myself in my room just to get a better feel for broadcasting in general and just uh, get myself ready for the upcoming season. And, um, one of the, so like locked myself in the room and, um, one of the announcers that was being featured or one of the games that who's the announcer was, was Doc Emmerich. So like, as I'm just, uh, glued to my television and just like taking notes and just saying, okay, this, that, and the third, I'm just observing Doc Emmerich has literally, uh, been talking all the time, like literally all the time. And it seems like he's not out of breath. Because I've tried that before. It's like, you're talking very fast. In fact, I, I, I'm going to try it right now. So one of the things I did to try to sound like Doc Emmerich was practice tongue twisters. Because as he's constantly talking very fast and very fluently, uh, he's just not breaking a sweat. He's not stuttering. He's not uh, losing uh, breath. He's he's not doing any of that. So one of the things I did was practice uh, tongue twisters, as I stated. So like, Peter Piper picked up back to the pickle peppers. Uh, she sells seashells down by the seashore. Wow, I, that, that was actually pretty good. So that's something I did just, you know, practice, uh, prevent me from stuttering. So, like, you know, I started in the show because, you know, I'm talking slow. There, there's no rush. There's no pressure. None of that. So I'm, I'm very calm and it's very casual when I'm doing it. So, uh, yeah, so that, that, that was, um, that, that, that's another inspiration I took. And I was just like, okay, find a way to talk. Just talk constantly. Even if you do have to repeat yourself at times, that's okay. Just, just find something to talk about, it, it, whether it's the puck handler, whether it's a defender making a nice move, whether it's a goalie uh, going into the butterfly, whether it's a line shift, wh- whatever the case might be, whether it's a coaching uh, error or a fact or uh, a fan doing something, just, you know, find something to talk about. And in my first broadcast, I, I've, uh, you know, I, I actually did try to do that. And I actually got a complaint. I'm not going to reveal who because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, one of the complaints I received was like, I felt like you were trying to say three sentences in just one play. And I was like, well, yeah, because I have to constantly be talking. Because one of the issues I had last year was uh, just uh, someone said that there was just too much dead air. And as my mentor Everett told me, he said that uh, five seconds in a broadcast of dead air is a lifetime. It may seem like a short amount of time in real time when you're like in the broadcast booth. But when you look back on the replay, that's a lifetime. So, like, if I just have two seconds of dead air on this show, which I've had before, 
it's a lifetime. So, so they told me like, you know, listen, listen, I, I get what you're trying to do, but you don't need to base your broadcast off of what Doc Emmerich does. Just, you know, try to be you a little more. And you know, that's, that's what I did sort of. So, but as my dad told me, you don't need to take every single advice someone gives you. Just, just be you. And I'm going to continue to be me. And you know what? Doc Emmerich has been an idol of mine in the hockey world. And uh, he's going to continue to be an idol of mine, even though he's retired. Uh, I remember um, one of my friends hit me up on Instagram over the summer. He was like, listen, I love your commentary, but uh, your goal call needs work. And he sent me highlights of Doc Emmerich's call. He's like, listen to Doc Emmerich. This is the GOAT. This is what you need to base your broadcast off. So that's what I was doing and just constantly talking, just finding ways to talk. Uh, the puck goes into the southeast corner, southwest corner, northeast corner, northwest corner. Uh, that's another phrase I invented. That's not normally said in hockey where uh, which side of the corners are, like the locations of the corner. We just know north, south. I, just, I added northeast, southwest, uh, southeast, southwest, whatever the case might be, just to uh, have something to talk about in case, like, uh, the puck is stuck in a corner. So, like, oh, it goes into the corner. Well, which one? The south corner. Well, which part of the south corner? And, you know, obviously that's not really said in broadcast, but it's just something like I was like, well, if it worked for Doc Emmerich, it can work for me. So, you know, like I said, I've only scratched the surface of what Doc Emmerich has done. I haven't even talked about his career. I mostly just talked about what he means to me. And also, I briefly touched on what he means to the New Jersey Devils in general. But, you know, there, there's just a lot we have not even uh, talked about, we haven't touched. And, you know what, I might have to make this into a two-parter. Maybe it won't be posted tomorrow, but I will definitely do a follow-up episode because Doc Emmerich's career is just legendary. I didn't even talk about the documentary I watched uh, in, in my sports broadcasting class earlier this year that also inspired me. We haven't talked about that yet. So that, that's something I also want to talk about. And But I'm running out of time, so, you know, I, I got to do my closing in a second. But, you know... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, we're, we're going to talk more about Doc Emmerich because when we talk about free agency news, Doc Emmerich is definitely free agency news. Well, technically he's not a free agent, but, you know, it's in the free agent period. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about him because, you know, th there's just so much to talk about a legend. Legends never die. Never die. And I'm not saying Doc Emmerich is dead. I'm just saying, like, you know, we won't hear his voice. Uh, we won't hear his voice being used for hockey anytime soon. Like, he, he might, you know, pop on here and there, maybe do an interview or maybe hop on a broadcast for, like, a period or two just to do, like, uh, an interview like I stated. But he, I think he's done calling play-by-play. -play. I think he's tired of it. And you know what? I think 2020 with the, um, with, with the pause and the action, I guess it gave him time to think about and just say, what more do I need to accomplish? And, you know, he doesn't need to accomplish anything. I think it's a very legendary career for a very legendary person. And uh, I, I don't know who his replacement's going to be. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet. There's a lot of speculation, but I don't want to state the speculation. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. And uh, that's how much he means to me. Obviously, there's more to it. There's more I want to talk about. And we will definitely talk about it. That I promise you. Just don't know when. And I'm not going to promise anything. So that's about all the time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you all in the next episode.